This podcast is a load of old cobblers. It's dead, mate. There's there's nothing happening. It's, it's dead water. I'm looking at. I've been looking at the Twitter figures. There's there's nothing going on there. No one wants to talk to us. And the figures for the the last episode alone are honestly it's tear inducing. Let's have a look. Have a look. The 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 graph for March 2019. Well, there's no line there. Yeah, it's because there's no views. Good lord. Well, this is this is a disgrace. It's a car wreck. This is a shambles. We need something new. What? We need something. We need something fresh, new. We need to. We need to rethink. We need to revamp. Well, what do you suggest we do? I mean, it's it's not it's not my fault. I mean, I I, I tried to get people on, but they just don't seem to want to. Doesn't matter now, does it? We need we need something because whatever we're doing isn't working. I think you're right, mate. To be honest, I mean this is this is damning. Okay, well, I do have this book. that was passed down through my family for generations and every single person who has read it has had an epiphany of some sort and I have yet to read it we could use an epiphany should I get the book? get the book (sighs) (coughs) okay so Beyond the keyhole, unlocking your inner mind. What's the the blurb? By looking through the keyhole, a chance to unlock your inner mind. Read it. Okay, okay, okay. Chapter one, unlocking Unlocking inner mind. Jack? 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 Andy. Andy. I don't feel, I don't very, feel well. very well. Are you seeing this? Seeing this? I can see everything. See everything. Time. Time. Doesn't make sense here. Sense here. I'm just, just existing. Existing. I'm free. a dimension beyond the physical, a perception beyond the five senses have to be opened up. These five sense organs open up in you, in you. What if this was the moment your life changed? How would you know? How would it feel? Imagine there were signs from the universe 
clear signs that you could trust, so that you would always know which path to take or which decision to make. My scientific work in the hope of winning prizes and medals. I did it because I wanted to understand the universe. There's nothing like the thrill when you discover something no one knew before. before. The, the universe. The universe. The universe. How do we transcend these limits? So... Particularly being in creative arts, don't ever think of a goal. What should I become? How should I be? What should I create? Don't worry about these things. If you're devoted to the process, something will come up. Something more beautiful than you imagined will happen. This is the interval. Welcome back to the interval, the podcast with big talks and comedy shorts. I am Jack. I am Andy. <laughs> That's very <laughs> definite. Well, it's been a while, so. They might have forgotten who, who we you are. are. <laughs> Just, I am Jack. I I've, am Jack. I've not been possessed. I am Jack. <laughs> well, we could. I don't know. It's been a while. I could have been possessed. We could have. We could go with that line. Yeah. Which been possessed for a year and a half. That's why that, Twitter's that. not been updated. Yeah. We have been taken over by another being. Our brains have been scrambled. Yeah. It kind of feels like that a little bit. Yeah. It's been a. It's been a mental year. Scrambled in a good way. I feel like we're fresh. Yeah, good eggs, fresh eggs, fresh, free um, range, free range, corn uh, fed chicken you know, eggs, two pound twenty eggs. Not they're not expensive eggs. Yeah, I'm never. I don't think I've ever spent spent two pound twenty on eggs. Depends on the size of the pack. Depends on what you're shopping. Exactly. M and S, expensive eggs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> more expensive than your local corner shop, I suppose. <laughs> um, but enough about eggs. This is about the podcast. Yeah, it is. And uh, we've, we've got some new things in store this, uh, this I was going to say this season. Uh, it feels like a new season. It's been a long time since. Yeah, I mean, te- technically this is episode four. It is. Um, but obviously with a year, year and a half off. I think season two, episode one sounds better than, than episode four. Yeah, season two, episode one, brackets, episode four for old listeners. <laughs> for old listeners as well in the title. As in old listeners, as in if you're above 75. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually our highest demographic yeah. for listeners. <laughs> which is one dude. <laughs> His name's Clinton. In Guernsey. <laughs> oh, I fucking love this podcast, me. It's a lot of, lot of rubbish. But I love it. Real appeals to me. Um, but yeah, I think uh, sit back and, uh, and and relax and enjoy the new things that we have in store. We, we're going to throw some new things in there. Um, Whilst keeping, you know, the big talks and the comedy shows. So. Same, same structure, just different operation. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. These are actual news reports from actual papers written by actual journalists. 
So, Jack. Yes. Let's get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Give me a headline. Give me a story. Okay. So, feral pig drinks 18 cans of beer, fights cow, and then passes out drunk under a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then a bit that kind of just uh, underlines this. Tragically, the pig named Swino was killed in a car accident less than a month after his infamous drunken escapades. <laughs> now, I assume he wasn't driving the car, yeah. drunk driving. I assume <laughs> that was a separate incident. But um, the Swino? Swino. Wine is yeah, a bunch apparently of going 18 beers on its bender in Port Hedland, Western Australia. Uh, the alcohol also made the pig hungry and was seen looking through rubbish bags for something to eat. Sounds like every every night out. I Do mean, you know what I mean? Well, it, it says uh, it seems that going out, getting drunk, and then getting into a fight is no longer reserved for humans. <laughs> so this might have caught, started a trend among uh, among swines. Um, so what did he have a fight? Did he say? Yeah, he's um, he got into a fight with a cow, and it says he came off worse in the exchange. So I assume the the fight didn't go quite as planned. Well, I mean, if, you're, if you're 18 cans down, I assume fight probably wouldn't go as planned. Well, I mean, he's got the courage, and he? he's taken yeah, on a cow like twice, twice the, size. the size of him. Fair play to him. Fair play to the pig. Yeah. But I mean, also rest in peace, the pig. I mean, I, clearly they, his. Yeah, they found him under a tree, passed out. So you know, his rock star, his rock star life, obviously, <laughs> came to an end <laughs> abruptly in a car accident. Does it go into any detail of how this pig died in the car? Was he in the car? Did the car crash? Was he driving? I assume he wasn't driving the car, but it doesn't really go into detail about the car accident. Um, I mean, if this if this pig's drinking, like he's he's getting a bit rowdy, you know, starting fights, he might be into vehicle theft as well. Joyriding. I mean, what what can't this what can't Swino do? What can't this pig do? I mean, this is a shout out to Swino if 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 he's listening from the heavens. I mean, it created a uh, created a hashtag Rip Swino. Rip swine. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's utmost respect for swine. I think we can um, all take our hats off to him. Pour one out for swine when you're next night out. Exactly. So next time you have a drink, have one for swine. The crazy deranged pig who died in a car crash after taking on a cow. All right, peace, swine. Rest in peace. All initial opinions are this is genuine. What you're about to see may disturb you. Uh, so Andy, have you got any? Uh, have you got any bizarre, bizarre experiences or or sightings from from the from the past week or so that you'd like to share with us? Well, yeah, I, I do actually. Um, basically, I was, I was going for a walk. Very nice. Um, just just down Media City, mm-hmm. just down the Keys. Um, I think it was last Sunday. And there was a lot of people out and about. Um, everything seemed pretty normal. And then I just went through this 10 foot or 20 feet of walking where everything just turned very bizarre. Bizarre in, 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 in what way? Well, I saw a lot of people cr- like kind of crowded together. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing that struck me, just dead pigeon on the floor. Like, <laughs> dead pigeon. So I thought, that's pretty normal. It's quite a common occurrence for right. uh, for Manchester. Then I saw a young boy throwing bird feed at the dead pigeon. <laughs> Do, was it too, Was that what killed the pigeon? Was it was it, I don't, a sheer I don't know. force of bird feed. So I thought, well, that's a bit weird. Mm. Kept walking. Different child. Like, hurling feed at, at, at a goose. <laughs> like, you know, there's loads of geese. Yeah, yeah. 
this kid was aggressively throwing it in the in the goose's face. They're like they're like backing off. This is th- are they. You sure they're not hired by the council to like bring the numbers down? I don't, I don't, taking I, out geese and, and pigeons. I, I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of hired goose assassin. Yeah. I'm not sure. And then what really what really topped it off was I just, I swear to God there was just this swan with no neck. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was a it was a swan. But you know how the arch neck, oh, yeah. his neck was like in its like in its feathers, retracted. So you had a beak and everything. So I saw the dead pigeon, then them throwing at the the goose, and then this swan without a neck. And I don't know why they're all bird related, but like you just enter like a weird bird vortex. But it was, you know, when one thing happens, like it's like the bus, the buses, like you wait for one, they all come mm-hmm, at once. Mm-hmm. All of that happened in the space of like twenty foot, about. 30 seconds and I thought something's not right something's not right something's with the birds, right with the, birds the animals here. always know first well yeah the animals <laughs> have gone mad but, but that for me that was pretty booky and, I mean that's that's my booky story of the I week think, I think a, a, a necklace swan is I'd find quite an unnerving sight yeah I'm not gonna lie I, it, but it was more it was more the pigeon the dead yeah, pigeon hurling and the, food the, at the, dead, the kids dead fr- throwing the feed at the pigeon you know, maybe I thought it was dead, but it wasn't. But it was pretty. It looked pretty, pretty lifeless. lifeless. <laughs> it was on its back. Like, I think it's it like, awful. I mean, I don't want to describe it, but it was, it was very strange. I mean, very odd. That's pretty. Pretty. I mean, have, have you got any any strange stories you would like to tell? Um. So again, I was I was I was having a walk. <laughs> <laughs> this is why is it always a walk? It's always those lonely walks. There's always something. Um, and I'd, I'd I'd come back a different way. I kind of got myself a little bit lost, and I ended up having to cut through a like a small avenue jitty bit. Right. Um, and you know we we've been having a lot of, of issues with fires and and fireworks over the past few yeah few weeks. the park's terrible for it yeah. Um, so I was I'm walking down this little alleyway. There's a there's an old Sainsbury's shopping trolley, filled to the brim with with oranges and tangerines. <laughs> right. And they're like charred, still smoking. <laughs> so either someone has lit a firework in in the trolley, or just decided to just cook up some some orange. <laughs> nice charred charred tart, still still steaming. It was still steaming. Still steaming. Maybe. So it only just happened. This was this was eleven fifteen in the morning. <laughs> so these people just burnt these clement these oranges. Yeah, and... orange fr- fruits. And they were in the the but yeah. The, the lo- I'm talking lots of them. I'm not like a, a handful. This was filled. And filled. It, was, it was steaming. It was steaming. You could smell it. It was, well, it was sweet. I mean, if something's steaming, like it, maybe it came from space. I mean, <laughs> who's bought that many oranges? What a waste. <sighs> Cooking up something nice. But still, what I was gonna say was mm. that if if you're in that area, yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't know if if charred orange smells good, but it's probably better than like charred shit, I suppose. Well, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there could be worse things to burn. Oh, there's definitely worse things to burn. <laughs> well, yeah, we're not. Well, <laughs> we could we could list a lot of worse <laughs> things you could burn. Um, I mean, this is a pretty cursed area. I mean, there was that time when we were both walking down the street, just to squash, just to squash on the on the fence, just squished, piked in it like some sort of effigy. <laughs> Some sort of medieval sign that this squash was a very naughty squash. Warding all other squashes. Try, tried to burn. Away. <laughs> tried to burn down Parliament. And they they just speared him and just stuck it on the on the fence. He was for a all conniving of, squash plotting away for all of us to see. I mean, 
It's quite a horrific sight. I've never seen a, a squash in that position before. I honestly think if you go into town or go about your daily business and you just actively look actively look for strange and weird things you will find them Andy yes do you still own any of your old childhood VHS tapes I don't have them on me here, um, but I do have a box at home, which is full of... I really miss putting on like a VHS tape. And, and like as a kid, I remember very vividly, because I never used to re- rewind my, my tapes. So if you wanted to watch like Aladdin or something, you have to stick it in and then spend five minutes rewinding it. Mm. But obviously on my screen, you'd see the whole movie backwards. Yeah. So then it felt like you'd already watched the film. So by the time you've rewound it, you were like, I don't really want to watch it now. I remember when when I was a lot younger, we had just a VHS player on its own. But I remember in it must have been when I was in about year two or year three, we got a TV, like one of those big box TVs, had a DVD and a VHS player. The combis. Um, So that was when DVD was just kind of on the rise, Mm. but everyone still had VHS. And that's when you could go to a charity shop and get them for, you know, 10p or whatever. Well, I do have a, a box of, of old VHS tapes that I've collected over the years. Some are, some are from charity and some have kind of been passed down from when my mum was younger, like 80s, maybe even earlier than that. Um, so how about we get the box, pick one out at random and, and play it and see what it's like? Sounds like a plan. Why not? Wait, do we even have a VHS player? Yeah, it's it's been plugged into the to the 15-inch TV for like the past four months. Next to the PS4. Wow, never noticed it. Yeah. Get the box then. I'll get the box then. Sounds like an old cardboard box filled with disused plastic bottles. Oh, funny that. There we go. What is it? Man on the Edge. Excellent. It looks like a old like 50s detective story. Well, we've got nothing else to do, so... Stick it on. Stick it on. Well, it still works. Drink. Drugs. Grime. Everything I love about this great city often enjoyed together, but not tonight. I turn a blind eye. I'm off duty. Definitely off duty. My mind was elsewhere this evening. Who am I? What have I become? And Rhonda, beautiful Rhonda, would she ever fall for a washed up cop like me? Heck, I wouldn't fall for me. 62, no promotion on the horizon, and a gut the size of New York State. I need a stiff drink. Hey, Detective Johnny, the usual. 
How old is this barman? Oh boy, Johnny, you should have seen it in here today. All kind of crazy loons. Casey Two Legs punching here asking for a dog back. Boy, I never seen such an ugly mud, Johnny, I tells you. Then I burned Larry by himself. And what the hell was he talking about? Oh boy, I can eat a whole bag of jar full. Not to mention a big old car crash a few blocks away. You hear anything about that, Johnny? Things were about to get a lot worse. Little did I know my life would spiral out of control like a doped-up chimpanzee piloting a 1952 Condor XFY Pogo aircraft. All aboard! Jack! What the hell is this? Ah, someone must have taped over it! I'm trying to get it not working. Thank God for that. Why did anyone tape over it? I was enjoying that. Pretty good. I was really invested. Oh, for goodness sake. You rewinded it, you moron. Oh, I give up. The big one, Andy, the big talk, <laughs> what is it? Well, the big talk used to be something revolving around acting or, or the acting industry in general, but this time, these big talks are going to be a bit different, Jack. Why? They're no longer about acting or the acting industry. <laughs> wow! <laughs> big changes, that, that, Andy, that's big a, changes. That's a lot of topics. <laughs> exactly, that's the point. We're... <laughs> <laughs> We're branching out. We want we want more people to get involved with the conversations and allow more more people to just listen and enjoy. Yeah, and I think it's a lot easier for us as well, uh, not just to put everything into a box and just talk yeah. about everything within that box. We want to we want to open up the box. We want to have multiple boxes. As many boxes as you like. We we we're, we're moving out. Um, yeah. We we want to talk about new and different things and uh, make it uh, as interesting. As possible, but also entertaining. Let's see where it takes us. Let's just see where it takes us. So, without further ado, Jack, please give us the big question, the big talk topic of this episode. The development of artificial intelligence will help humanity discuss. Well, short answer, you'd say yes, yeah. wouldn't you? Short answer, you'd say yes, but I think it potentially could pose a lot of issues later down the line, depending on how smart it actually got. Because obviously we're not, you think artificial intelligence and you think robots and them walking around the street doing daily tackling, like going to Tesco and picking up your shopping. Um, but AI is already present in a lot of smart cars that do self-driving. Um, I know they're developing delivery trucks that can drive completely driverless, just on roads. Um, but then if it gets to that point, who is to blame then when one of these cars or trucks accidentally veers into lane two and takes out three three cars full of passengers well it's a very good point uh mm. obviously as we see the development of ai there's going to be problems yeah we see that of every kind of bit of tech that's ever built but i think with ai it's, it's going to be even more important because you're literally taking away the power from the human yeah it's solely the ai's responsibility so there's even more risk factor for the AI controlling something which normally a human would. Mm. And obviously humans are responsible for their own lives, their own safety. So it's whether you can trust, essentially, yeah. some code 
to keep you safe or get you from A to B or whatever other way you'd use the AI. And I think as, as humans, I think as we, uh, as we get older, as we progress, we will become more lazy. I think we will, we will disperse our responsibilities. And of course, that's when you see in these kind of these films and stuff that you do get. Wally. You, yeah, <laughs> Wally, uh, the axiom. Um, you know, robots and, you know, th- fictitiously, you'd say, you know, these robots walk around doing our daily chores, like you joked about getting the, you know, going to the supermarket. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it definitely is about spreading that responsibility. But some of those human responsibilities, surely you want a human brain mm. to be responsible for. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, it'd be nice to have um, a robot about the house doing doing your chores and whatnot. But um, I I don't feel like we'd ever get to a, a point in civilization where we'd all be accepting to have an artificial intelligence thing wandering about the house. But then I say that, yeah, I thought the same thing however many years ago when things like Alexa and, and the Google Hub came out where it's constantly listening to everything that's going on around. But yet, however many people now around the world have them installed and use them on a daily basis for really menial tasks. I mean, there's no difference there than having a a full life-size robot knocking about, taking down notes or, you know, going to the shop and and getting your groceries. I think we've watched too many, you know, films of Will Smith and uh, (laughs) iRobot. Great film. (laughs) It's a very, very good film. Um, I think it hits a lot of interesting topics about like the the three laws of robotics, how it can't hurt its its creator and Mm. stuff like that. Because then um, you start getting to the the moral issues of a yeah. robot. Well, my my question is, at what point does AI have its own rights? Are we even at a stage where that could potentially be a thing at the moment? Well, there's um, there was a Hong Kong um, company that developed a uh, artificial intelligence called Sophia. Hmm. Um, built it into like a natural body of of a woman, a mechanical woman. Um, and she, it's almost like a very advanced version of, you know, those, those websites you, you used to go on as a kid where you could like talk to an AR and you'd like put oh, in, yeah. you know, give you on basic a, response. MSN. Exactly. Yeah. Do you remember that one? And now, uh, Sophia, she, she tours, she, she does interviews on, on chat shows. Um, and I think recently she was, she was granted, um, citizenship in Saudi Arabia. So that poses the question, what, what? what grants you citizenship like do you no longer have to be human i think at this moment though like severe is obviously a novelty thing of like look what we can do with our technology whether it actually gets to a stage where we've got million millions of Sophia's or mm. simons or whoever but yeah that's, that's the thing i think at this point it is literally just an advanced version of the chat room an ai chat room yeah but um it's cl- she's clearly educated enough to be granted citizenship like if you were to attack Sophia would you then be charged for attacking a, a, a living creature or would it just be damage of property that would be the question well let's uh, let's attack Sophia let's let's get a bunch <laughs> of clubs and uh, go over to where she's currently residing and beat the shit out of her unplug her yeah <laughs> <laughs> just chuck a pint of water at her. <laughs> just go up in flames I, I think it's interesting though because we're talking about basically can can a an AI be deemed on the same level as a human? That's mm. the main. That's like yeah, the that's basic the question, question right? Yeah. This would seem some something that would be like in the future futuristic. Yeah. But you mentioned Alexa. 
It's got a name. Yeah, and everyone knows it. It's a name. Like, you've given it a name. Like, do we give the TV a name? We don't. I mean, some people might. But I think, but... I think the idea of the name is it, it It makes it more real and it makes you connected to it. Like, if you were saying, like, X349, what, what's the weather outside today? There's no, like, personal connection. You call mm. it Alexa. You give it, like, a human name. Well, so the... Instantly the, connected. The scientists, they know that they want to make it personal yeah. and interpersonal. So it, it seems like it is one with humans. Mm. So in that, in that, in that sense, you say yes, but it, at the end of the day, it's some wiring, some tech. So in my, in my head at the moment, no, I, I absolutely no way it would it be on the same par, mm. but we just don't know. Do we give it five years? <laughs> give it two years. <laughs> Another question. Say in the future, you have AI pilots, AI drivers. I know you touched upon it. Well, have you ever seen a pilot in the front of a uh, cockpit? Well, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> would would you trust AI more than a human? Because you would say a human is prone to emotion. It's prone to mistakes, tiredness, error. A machine can also be prone to mistakes. But say you had two planes and you were one, you you either had the choice to go with a human pilot or an AI. And because it's an AI, for whatever reason, it's it's cheaper. Let's say it's half price. Mm. Would you would you take the AI flight? Uh, human every time. Yeah, same. Humans have the ability to feel empathy, and I think if there was an issue with the aircraft, a, a human pilot would care for the six hundred people on board over a computer full of, of code. A mathematical decision of... Of course. You and know, and humans are always going to have that split-second reflex and decision-making. And whereas, yeah, computers can do that, and probably sometimes even better than a human can, I think empathy and and just the wide array of emotions hu- humans have plays a part into that decision-making. And I think that will always be a safer option. I mean, we say, we say this, but... I mean, I'm I'm not a pilot. Mm. I, I don't know anything about flying a plane, um, but I'm aware of the fact that the majority of the flight is autopilot. Well, yeah. So, I think that's the right balance, isn't it? Of having, for the future anyway, not just in terms of using this plane analogy. Surely, it's about creating a a synergy, basically, um, in which the AI, the artificial intelligence, is to help the human. Mm. Um, and the human is there basically to help and aid the AI. So it's a really nice kind of mechanism that's going on yeah. where each one is in control of the other. So we're basically using artificial intelligence to benefit f- to benefit mankind for the best reasons. Yeah. Well, you say that. I mean, um, Elon Musk um, recently unveiled that that brand new chip that can be implemented into like the base of the skull, and then the second part is placed where the patient has had issues with spinal injuries or or motor function issues Um, and it sends jolts to where the person wants to move and will help them essentially move the part of their body that they were once not able to do wow Um, but he when he announced it someone in the audience asked him is there a possibility at some point in the future where you can download yourself from this chip into a computer and then potentially onto another body or another brain and he he openly said yeah but at some point in the future that's definitely a possibility he, do, he doesn't see why not that's that's definitely a, a viable 
situation. Because that does open a whole new can of worms because we were talking about, you know, citizenship and what it is to mm. kind of be, make you a human. Um, if, you, if, if we do use AI in the future, if for any reason we could, as you said, almost download our brain, mm. that technically is not artificial, like, yeah. but it is also artificial. Um, uh, so yeah, there's a, there would be a lot of moral, ethical issues that would come from that, but a lot of people would probably do it. I mean, would you do it? Um, that's a massive question. I think the issue with that is you start running the risk of people picking and choosing what bodies they get put into. Yeah. And then of course, everyone's going to pick the most athletic, the most good looking, um, so on and so forth. And I think you get to a point then where everybody looks the same. There's no individuals at all because everyone just wants to be the best version of themselves. Mm. Um, and I don't think that's beneficial in the slightest. Because I guess that's more like the kind of artificiality of, 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 of that. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, that would be the most artificial thing. The mm. fact that you are no longer yourself. Obviously, a lot of us would want to carry on, um, of course. But yeah. th- th- the idea of downloading a brain onto something else i mean that it, it sounds it, sci-fi it sounds ridiculous yeah. but i guess again it, it's gonna be one of those things that with all this money pumped into science now with with people like elon musk who just have so much money to mm. play with we just don't know do we it makes you wonder whether or not we're trying to chase something for our own curiosity or whether or not sci-fi stories that we've seen has kind of influenced our chase yeah. for this like you see really old fashioned films of what they thought the future was going to be like, yet we're chasing that idea of the future. Yeah. And I don't know if they're connected. I feel they must be connected. They're all in on Everything it. is connected. It's Kubrick. <laughs> He's at it again. He's at it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I I feel like they're definitely influences in, in some degree. And we're, we're chasing this idea of the future because we've been told and brought up with the idea that this is what the future is and we need to find these answers. I don't think we can talk about artificial intelligence and just skip over social media. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are aware of this, obviously after the Netflix documentary, Social Dilemma, Mm -hmm. I think more and more people are becoming aware of how artificial intelligence actually is quite rigged or is so infiltrated into what we do on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. we're not entirely aware i think i'm I'm so happy that it's it's become quite a mainstream thing about how addicted a lot of us are to our our phones and devices because up until then whereas it was it was spoken about i think everyone had kind of become really comfortable just existing with their phone constantly in their hand yeah. checking it every three four minutes um so for it to shed some light on how it has become a crutch for a lot of people is is really important but um yeah ai and social media cookies are a massive thing god i hate cookies accepting every time yeah i it it's like you know there are some positives to to accepting cookies you know it does give give us personalized adverts but you know it does just get a bit much where we're just constantly seen as a product Mm -hmm, we're the product mm -hmm. all the time we're we're someone to sell to it does get very annoying and a a lot of these adverts are based off of algorithms which essentially are ais yeah i mean and for that reason alone it can be really useful it can show you things that you wouldn't have seen otherwise 
but then also we talk about the algorithms and how it shows you what you want to see that poses the problem then because then it stops you from seeing the things that you could see the the flip side of your own opinions which i think a lot of people especially into today's day and age yeah need to see you need to see the other side of the coin um but with with the algorithms you're shown the things that only you and your close friends are into and i think you get so lost in that that bubble in your own world that you do forget that other people share different opinions and it makes it so much easier to then attack these other people when they pop out of nowhere saying their own opinions because it's so different from your own that it, mm. it seems so alien because we're not used to it i think it's the crazy thing is is that we don't really know what the term reality really means anymore yeah like it seems to me that ais all these kind of things are with social media as well are creating our own realities mm-hmm. you know and we like you said we see certain things um and it it can be extremely dangerous and we've seen how it can be extremely dangerous yeah. i mean we're not going to go deep into examples of that yeah. or the politics of it but we can clearly see the dangers of interference with social media in terms of ai's voting like there's lots of uh talk about you know facebook at the moment and mm-hmm um the information they have on us and this problem will only get worse and worse as you know ai and tech improves yeah Yeah. i think it's going to be very interesting in the next 10-15 years of which way we go with this because i feel like we're going a certain way in terms of technology kind of taking over our lives us becoming more and more dependent on tech Mm. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see the development of AI in the next 10, 15 years. And, you know, if, if, we're, if we're still doing this podcast in 15 years, yeah. <laughs> you're sounding like, oh, yeah. Oh, please, please. All right, it's, yeah. only, it's only the fourth episode. Just just, just end me, please. This is, I think this is a great thing with, with the AI debates because it just stems off in so many different directions yeah. and you could discuss it forever, mm. I think. Um but I don't think there ever will be a definite right or wrong answer for no. AI until something bad happens, and which will happen. Something bad will happen, and it will make people flip their mind on where technology is going. Mm. I think for for all social media as well, something bad will happen at some point, which will make us reevaluate how we use social media and AI interfaces. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode, which has been 21 months in the making. Hopefully, we're gonna we're gonna be our personal best and be back <laughs> so quicker than that. Hopefully, the next episode will be before 2022, but you never know. It is 2020. Anything could happen.